hello. Welcome to Picking Up Good Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Linkford, and today we're talking resilience. Joining me today is Sora Kim and Channing Wing. Sora, Channing, welcome to the podcast, or should I say welcome back to the podcast? Yeah. Thanks for having us. So obviously I know you, and perhaps some of our uh, listeners already know Sora, but for the sake of formality, would you guys be able to introduce yourselves? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sora. I'm a sophomore from... Baker College. You're like, I lied last time, I'm from Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fix it now, no. Um, it was a zesty lie. <laughs> Just a sprinkle. It's like some, it's like completely useless to anyways. Um, hey, that's what we defined as a zesty lie. True, true. Do I have to introduce anything else? I'm a kind major. Yay. <laughs> Not pre-med. Yay. <laughs> uh, I'm Channing, I'm a senior Duncan econ major, also not pre-med. Yeah, yay for not just, just to clarify. Okay, well, Sora, we obviously recorded a podcast before. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to ask you about your summer again. Um, <laughs> sorry. So instead, so obviously you were a sophomore. How has kind of normal school been? Um, or like, okay, let me rephrase this question. <laughs> Have you been to like campus like outside of like basic? E- no. <laughs> I've literally only come for like this and basic, or and one time because they were passing out T-shirts and food. That's pretty normal. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of nice. People are there's people everywhere. <laughs> I was talking to Kwan's girlfriend earlier because we recorded that podcast like literally an hour ago, uh-huh. and she's like, I don't, "Now I don't know if people are like older or younger than me." It's true. I saw the <laughs> freshmen, and I thought they were like juniors or seniors. I thought they were. Upperclassmen. Bro, you can always tell who the freshmen are because they're always just like clumped together. Like, and like, if you go into like walk into any comments during like a meal time and it's just like, ah, there's the freshmen because they don't know anyone, so they're just like, it's just so scary. <laughs> Why are they so large? Who? The freshmen. Oh, large? Shit. Yeah, why are they so large? What do you mean? Like, like very tall. tall oh, really? And like, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> muscle. I, why are they so. Okay, to be fair, some of the guys who showed up to basic were like, they weren't small. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where do you live now? Reveal your address. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the... Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Channing, how is being a senior? Being a senior? Um, I feel old. Like, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, this has happened to YouTube, like, walking around campus, and then, like, there's, like, even more people that you don't know. And also, it's like nice seeing freshmen. I don't know. They're all like their little groups walking around. They're all like happy. <laughs> um, I feel kind of old. The only advantage to being a senior is just you assume that everyone's basically younger. Because mm. it's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. True. <laughs> the only advantage to being a senior. All the grad students are like. Bro, about grad students. I like never see them. <laughs> That's because like, they don't really come to campus. True. Or like they do, but it's like very like. You don't see that. They don't hang around, you know? Yeah. You're too old for that. <laughs> for a freshman year, I, I got roped into helping like random grad students move a couch into their apartment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a time like we like, made my friends like we missed like the rice bus like uh-huh. like three times because we were trying to like fit like we were trying to like bend physics to fit this like couch into the elevator at like Rice Village apartment not Rice Village grad student apartments, and then from there like bend physics to get it out. And it was the hallway, and then into their apartment. It was like, it was an ordeal. 
Imagine how much they struggled get like moving it back out. <laughs> Having like gone through the move out process re- relatively recently, that just sounds painful. Yeah, I, I would literally rather pay like professionals to like just pack my shit and like <laughs> take everything out of the room. Like I just, ugh. I would pay money. Bro, just for like, people to do that. The process of moving my bed was just like never again. <laughs> I say that, but I will have to have to again. I don't even have a bed. I just have a mattress on the floor. Hey, I have an extra extra bed frame. But then I'm, I'm gonna have to move it again. <laughs> the bed frame is my one to do. Yeah, you just pay someone to move it. You know, I keep thinking I'm like I'm only gonna be in there for like nine months. That's what Quan thought, and he also, but then he like also like upgraded to an actual bed, because he used his room used literally used to just be like boxes and a mattress on the floor. To be honest, I wanted to buy a futon and not like the weird American couch bed thing that people call a futon, but like an actual futon, which is like on the ground. On the ground, yeah. <laughs> but then I don't I don't want people to see like me sleeping in that and be like, is that a sleeping bag? Like you know. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll just get an actual mattress. <laughs> So today we are talking resilience. What would you guys say? If you guys could give your best definition of it, what would it be? Should I go first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think Sora's clearly preoccupied. <laughs> um, I guess I associate resilience kind of closer to like relentlessness, maybe, or like. Let's say, like, if you, like, fail something on the first try, like, you're willing to, like, continue to try again or, like, work harder at it. Like, not giving up on the first try. I can see that. Like, determination. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's that, but there's also the resilience of, like, resilience, (laughs) if I can pronounce it, of, um, like, just, like, enduring shit that happens yeah so it's not even like you might not even like have a goal or anything it's just that like even if terrible stuff happens you just have to be like this is fine <laughs> and then mean like the dog this is, this <laughs> yeah the house is on fire you're like this is fine this is fine okay so there isn't like one agreed upon definition of resilience it's kind of it's basically exactly what you guys said but also not at the same time <laughs> It is, and it's not. It is, uh, quote, continued goal pursuit despite adversity, if you want to make it super technical. But uh, so resilience has most been uh, examined in developing children, um, and it's really just like in like, the baby stages of research. But more recently, there have been a few, like two, like literally like two or three studies uh, done on resilience in the workplace, which is very interesting, especially given today's uh, political political climate. I'm going to show we say, if I can English. <laughs> so the importance and benefits of resilience are exactly what one would think it is. Like, just, you know, uh, I'm trying to define some of the... Nice. <laughs> trying to, to define some of the benefits without, like, using uh, resilience. <laughs> um, it's like when you Google... It's like, what does this word mean? And you Google it, and it's like, to be... Whatever the word is. What was, like, the, what was the one that we Googled during the other episode that was just like, the state of being... I don't even remember. Oh, it, was, it, was like, it was like prudence. The oh, state yeah, the of state being of prudent. being prudent. <laughs> like, thank you. I was like, thank you, Google. <laughs> that helps so much. <laughs> Resilience. The state of being... Resilience. 
hate it. So y'all mentioned um, the idea of giving up in relationship to resilience. So you guys, I guess, would say that like giving up is like opposite of resilience. I would, in my like initial thought, yeah, that's how I would think about it. Do you want to? Sure. Elaborate. Um, <laughs> like, yes. No comment. <laughs> Wait, is that like slightly related to resilience to like not giving up? Is that like kind of part of the definition? There's no cheating. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? Opinions about giving up in relation to resilience. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I don't know why, but I imagine resilience, like, uh, maybe closer to, like, determination also, in terms of, like, giving up, like, oh, like, if you, uh, let's say, like, I have an assignment due, and then... Bro, just give up right on the spot. Don't turn it in. <laughs> yeah. I, like, let's say I take one look at it, and then, like, I don't even bother to try it, I'll just, I'll go look at the answer or something, I go ask someone for help, instead of actually trying to, like, do it myself. I feel like that's not resilient. I see. <laughs> I feel like, but sometimes, has, like, <laughs> and sometimes in certain situations, even if you give up, like, you still have to, like, deal with it anyways. Like, it's not stuff that you can be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, you can, you can, like, give up on the situation, but, like, shit still happens. So, like, you just having to go through that, I feel like, is still resilience. Yeah, I, I think that's good, too, because I think resi- you build up your own resilience. Yeah. It's time. like tolerance. That, too. Interesting. So I think, like Channing kind of alluded to this when I first asked the question, um, most people would say that giving up is like, it's like you're not resilient. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is hard. I give up. Kind of a vibe. Um, but okay, let's say like someone has like a long-term goal of like being happy, right? And then you give up, and on and then like you're doing like an activity, it's like hard, and then you give up. But like. That activity in the long run doesn't bring you like, happiness, say, let's say. So, like, giving up in that way can actually be, like, a form of resilience. Because it's... if It's not my dream, it's your dream, Mom. <laughs> like, one of those movies. <laughs> like, you worked your whole life because you wanted to go to Harvard. I'm literally... This is just me saying <laughs> the story of the, ice, the, the, figure, the figure skating movie. <laughs> what? what? Anyways, let's go. She's, like... She's, like studying her whole life because she wants to go to Harvard because her mom wants her to go to Harvard but she also kind of wants to go to Harvard and then she like you know gets the interview process even she's like about to like you know she's very close to getting in and then she's like never mind I want to be a figure skater because going to Harvard isn't my dream it's your dream mom I just want to dance and so she becomes a figure skater <laughs> and that's mom? a form of resilience because she gave up going to Harvard yes but I think also <laughs> Is this a movie that you watched, like, last night? No, I watched this, like, four years, four, five years ago. It's kind of an old movie. Have you never, have you never seen this movie? I think, just saying, like, okay, like, I have, like, a few, like, figure skating movies in mind, but none of them are that movie. I've never watched a figure skating movie, unfortunately. It's called Ice Princess. Okay, no, I, okay. Is that the Disney movie? I don't know. I think yes. that's a Disney movie. It yes. sounds like, I think, I feel like it's a Disney movie. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think, I guess that is also a form of resilience and, like, giving up. But, okay, 
take this for example, personal anecdote time, I guess. But so like, I was in middle school. I uh, used to do wushu, which is, which is a Chinese martial arts, and like I don't know, it was great for a while. Like I would definitely say that I was happy for like at least like two solid like two three years. Um, and like obviously I was like also like other personal benefits, just like you know being healthy and stuff, and like actually being in shape for like once in my life. But um, I don't know. Once the school got more established, like uh, things started to change, and I, while I did have like the overall goal of like kind of improving my dance and just like you know stamina and stuff, um, I ended up uh, quitting for uh, a lot of reasons I won't get into. But one of them was definitely like, save money and just like dedicate uh, time that was like eaten up by wushu. That was like basically like sixty percent of the week, and I would say to like delegate to like school and stuff. But um, I think the biggest biggest reason like I quit was Loki just to so I could like be happy because bro, I was like it was like starting to become like, miserable and toxic. So I think that's not so much of this is my dream, no, this is your this is your dream, not my dream. <laughs> like vibes, but like I still I still think that's like could be framed as resilience, but mm-hmm. also like I think it it gets to get that toxic, I guess, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But like it also just kind of I don't know if it's just like the culture that we live in, but it also just kind of feels like, you know, like it's like, oh man, you gave up when things got difficult. What a what a wimp. What a loser. Hashtag not me. Hashtag can never be me. Well, I think like anytime you make a personal decision that benefits you, I feel like that's definitely resilient. Because you're doing something like for yourself that like you'll like enjoy, which is never a bad thing. Because I feel like I had the same thing when I was playing I played, like, club basketball when I was in, like, fifth grade or whatever. Yeah, fifth grade. And that was, like, but I would have to, like, drive, like, an hour each way to go to practice on during the week. Mm-hmm. And then on weekends, we'd drive, like, a couple hours to tournaments. And then it was also very expensive. But, like, I feel like I only enjoyed it because it was just something to do. But, like, playing basketball, like, I enjoy playing basketball, but playing basketball under, like, a coach is very different than just playing for fun. Right. And so eventually, like, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just, like, I was happier because I didn't have to waste, like, all, like, Thursday night, like, driving to and from, playing basketball, and then come back and being tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't have any personal intents. I only have the figure skating stuff. <laughs> Bro, figure skating. Figure skating's, like, hard, though. I wanted to be a figure skater when I was little. My mom would put me in classes when I was, like, a kid, but, like, I'm, like, hella uncoordinated. Mm-hmm. So, figure, like, standing is hard, right? Yeah. So, figure skating is, like, even, like just, like, standing in general is, like, more difficult. True. <laughs> I say that, and I've been, like, dancing since I was, like, age three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sad vibes. Okay. Kind of moving on. Um, so, this past year has been rough what may say um but thinking back to before 2020 um how would you say that you like replenished yourself after like talking so, like, you know, avoid getting like burnout that's but be- that's a better way to phrase it how do you like, replenish yourself you can go home and it's just like time to decompress I literally cannot think of anything. So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, I 
feel like everyone always like trying to prevent burnout or like I feel like it's just a race students in general we're like always on kind of the cusp of burnout but everyone has their own ways of dealing with it I guess I think for me it's like hanging out with friends um, cooking I like cooking it's just doing the things you enjoy right true true I sleep Sleep is good. Sleep is good. Yeah. Sleep works. Sleep works. Like, I think depending on when you catch me, like, the way that I would replenish myself is, like, low-key, sometimes through gaming. Um, but, like, I think having, like, online classes has, like, definitely changed that habit for me just because, okay, like, I'm at home, right? Like, I was off campus last year, and I'm still off campus. Like, I do work at my desk. I like, do homework at my desk. And then, like, I game at my desk or whatever. You know what I mean? Or it's just, like... Like, so, like, keeping that mental boundary between, like, uh, this is, like, workspace and, like, personal space was, like... Bro, my burnout was, like, so bad, like, last year. Like, <laughs> the second, like, classes start in, like, January. First class, I'm like, man, I'm already burnt out. It's not going to bode well for this semester. But, bro, I was so burnt out. Um, I think I'm not doing myself any favors by trying to get this podcast out (laughs) one oh wait I do have a personal okay (laughs) last semester felt very burnt out dropped gen chem and physics physics. and became a part time student and literally only took two classes that was resilience that's self care self care and resilience for now. Yeah. <laughs> That's also when I was like, okay, no more med school. <laughs> you were a freshman, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think that's good that you did that. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> nice. Like, I think, I know you were off campus shedding uh, mm-hmm. last, I was going to say last semester, but I'm meant last year. Um, and I remember you saying stuff about, like, keeping that... Um, like work and personal life like mm. balance like like more defined separate I don't know yeah do you want to speak to that yeah um, I feel like when I was living on campus I kind of felt like I was constantly surrounded by like a lot of people and then also it was really easy to go out and hang out and be around people but being around people as fun as it might be it's also tiring like talking is tiring or like socializing can be tiring and so you can also say, like, oh, if I only have to walk, like, a, like two minutes to my class from my room, there's also, like, physically there's a little separation. So I feel like I'm almost obligated to, like, do work, like, throughout the night or even after, like, you know, dinner because it's just, I'm so close to it. It feels like, it's, like, proximity or whatever. But when I, last year, like, when I would leave campus, you know, and on my drive home, that's, like, separation. That's, like, time, like, oh, I don't have to think about school and then once I get home it's like a totally different environment because it's not you know rice community it's it's just like my apartment it's like I like the separation I think because you don't have to think about it as much yeah I think especially with like the um state of the campus how to I don't know how to what I'm saying um like this year I think I'm definitely going to try more to like not be so deep OC and um, actually like, come to campus for s- stuff, even if, like, say we're, like, doomed to be online for the rest of the semester, God forbid. But um, Do you feel like you've been able to get some separation? 
by living out too? I don't know. I think fall semester is really bad. Like, I literally was just like at home, and I think like like some of my friends at the time were like, you know, we're just we're gonna I'm gonna like drag you out of the house, and that's like literally kind of like what happened. And um, so I think I kind of destroyed myself in the fall for some reason, even though I was taking like less like credit hours. And um, then in the spring, I already mentioned that, like, I started off, like, in January, like, already burnt out. Um, so uh, I think in the spring also, like, the basic had a cipher. And we also had, I also was bareback truck captain last year. So I was, like, I was forced to be on campus whether I wanted to or not. So um, because of that, and I had to get, you know, work done, I would uh, work more in the Will Rice Commons a lot, which I think that definitely more... It didn't save me from the burnout, but it slowed down the rate at which I was burning out. <laughs> I also, I think, honestly, if it wasn't for basic, even this year, I would probably um, be on campus only for class. Because, like, even while I lived in the dorms, I, like, never went out. So now I'm like, how is it going to be living off campus? You know, I have, like, no... I don't really, I don't know, see the appeal of, like, just being on campus. Maybe that's just because I haven't experienced a normal year yet. <laughs> But yeah. almost like, I, like, don't like to, like, be somewhere if I don't have a reason to be there. I'm not, bro, I'm the same way. That's why I, I hate shopping, because I, yeah. I hate, I hate, like, doing, I hate the perusing. Yeah, like, if I, I only go shopping when I need to buy something. <laughs> I don't just, like, go to the mall and, like, look around. I can't do that. Especially just, like, okay, like, this is totally off topic, but, like, in the area that I grew up, just, like, you know, Fashion Square, fashion Scottsdale Square Fashion mall. Square. I was literally about to say Fashion Square Mall. <laughs> So toxic. I mean, like, it's not like Desert Ridge is any better. Desert Ridge is so much worse. Different kind of toxic. But then also, you know the the what is it called? The outlet, bro. Different kind of toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that place. Bro, I hate that place. Like, I used to drive, like, that way. Mm-hmm. I, uh, before I, my mom allowed me to take freeways, like, I had to drive, like, past the uh, the quarter mm-hmm. the um, yeah. every day to go to school. And, bro, I hate that area so much. Not just because the pedestrians, like, suck, but, like... People you see there. Yeah, it's, it's a vibe. Okay, I'm not going to call people awkward. out, but you know who I'm I talking know about. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, some of the people, like, in your class at prep, specifically, yeah. I'm just like, yo... Everyone and their mother had their birthday dinner at Grimaldi's. Okay, I, I can't, like, make fun of that one because I'm also there, too. <laughs> Except we had it in downtown Scott, oh, in Old Town Scottsdale, so. Oh, yeah, so much A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I don't like just, like. Perusing. Yeah, like, roaming around places that aren't, that I don't have any, like, reason to be there. Yeah, like, when I, like, I was, like, when I was, like, dating someone, like, freshman year, he would be, like, like, oh yeah, let's go shopping. And I'm like, why is this like your ideal date? Like, <laughs> it's like actually like kind of hell. That's why like dating, dating in high school is like the worst. Cause like where can we in America? You can't like, drive can anywhere. You go? To the mall. It's like you just walk around the mall. Maybe watch a movie. That's literally the most awkward thing ever. Bro, to do with someone. the most iconic Scottsdale prep date is like walking. It's like on a half day walking to Tom's Thumb. Oh my god, Tom's Thumb. <laughs> Sorry, I will get no, back. No, it's okay. It's okay. This is funny. <laughs> Just for listeners to clarify, Sora and I went to the same um, middle high school, middle school, like our like the school that I graduated from was a fifth through twelfth, and Sora was also there. 
Like it's like it was super tiny. It's like the like, school like right like produces like sixty kids like per graduating class. You no, know, like basically. my first year there was only like twenty seniors. Yeah. Yeah. It got a little bigger. Wait, which year were you there? So you were there in fifth grade, right? Yeah. I was in seventh grade. I yeah. just thought that first year was like especially small, I remember. Yeah, because like that was like only the second or, that was like only second or third graduating class ever. Yeah. Very small. Bro, my first sixth grade, that was the first year. The first year graduating class, it was like twelve kids. Yep. Yep. Bro, imagine that. Imagine like going through like like what like sixth grade to like twelfth grade with same with the same like twelve kids. I would lose my mind. <laughs> I everyone has to have dated each other at one point. That's the worst. Even with like even with my with class, sixteen kids, lot, everyone's yeah, already dating each other. That's just the worst. I hate it. Everyone goes to Tom's. It's like twelve way date at Tom's though. Bro, I, I, I remember like going to Tom's at one point, and they're like, "Oh, Scott's brother was a half day." And I was like, "How could he tell?" He goes, "You're like the fiftieth kid I've seen all day." I was like. And then on the weekend, it's the ice den. <laughs> I never went to the ice den when I was at prep. I met, well, maybe once. Anyways, back on topic. I don't know what we were talking about. Resilience. <laughs> um, I think this year I'm going to... Okay, I also, like, don't like being, like, around, like, without purpose. Like, mm-hmm. um, like la- Friday I was here because of chug practice at Will Rice. Because we really want to sweep. And, bro, the the... We need to be a threat. That's yes. totally irrelevant. But um, and I have a one o'clock class I'm TAing for, which I guess I could have technically skipped and gone home for. But like, okay, I want to get paid, <laughs> and so I was like, try, it's like once like, it's like trying to find like quiet space like on campus that I could take Zoom class because people actually eat lunch in the comments now, so I can't just like set, like set up there. But um, I don't know where I was going with this. I mean, I did it in Fondren. For just to end the story, but like, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna try to not necessarily be in Fondren more because Fondren can be like depressing vibes. But um, like, Coffee House has a lot more tables now, which is very very exciting. New furniture, and I was there all yesterday in between recordings, and it was like old ten vibes. So I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try to do that more to separate just like school and like not school. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea because I always studied in my room, even when I was in the dorm. I just like didn't like studying anywhere else. So then it it got like that's like walking on thin ice because it's like are you in? It's like right next to your bed, you know. Like all your living space and your study space being exactly the same all the time can get kind of stressful if that's like not your thing. Yeah. Or okay, one thing that I absolutely cannot stand, and this isn't super pertaining to the. Like, work personal balance but like studying on your bed <laughs> it, it, it gives me like the same feeling that shoes on the bed gives me I don't know why like it makes me just like super physically uncomfortable and I can't or even if I see like in movies and tv shows when like people do that I'm like no stop stop but it's like usually worse because it has it's both it's like a double whammy yeah <laughs> I tried doing that last year but it didn't work because my bed was bunked to the very, very top, and I couldn't move it. And I'm also like afraid of heights. Oh, okay, obviously that height wasn't that bad, but like Wait, so I was terrified have it, of falling like, off. So you didn't have like the ladder, it's just like the yeah. I had to head. I had to step on my chair onto my table and then climb into Parkour. my bed <laughs> every single day. And I was always terrified of falling off in my sleep because both okay on like to my right there was the window space so it would just fall onto like the windowsill which is like still very far down or on the other side was just floor 
Yeah, it's really high. You're really high up. It's really high up, up. yeah. And I just, like, I tried to call the people, like, get it down, but there were just so many things going on, and they were like, don't call if it's not an emergency. And I was like, okay, I'll just deal with this. <laughs> That's how it was, uh... My bed was uh, my freshman year, too, and I remember just, like, distinctly for, like, I saw it, like, a month and a half. Like, I would have, like, bruises on my knees, not because of basic, but because, like, I would sleep so close to the wall. I would turn against the wall, try to fetal position, but, like, the wall's right there. And, like, the thing is, like, I would do this, like, repeatedly throughout the night, so I'm basically just, like, banging my knees like, against the wall. Just me destroying myself. <sighs> Upsetting. I guess you never had to experience this because you're Duncan. No, I, I did this... <laughs> I had to do this um, for like a week during, a, like for two weeks during a oh, advisor training in a week because right. the room they gave me, it had a bunked bed and I was like, this is all right, but it, like. Okay, but you're also very tall. Right, also that I still also, weeks. I still also had to climb the chair to the desk to the bed, but that's also like, the more dangerous part was like, because I'm tall and it's already high up, if I like sat up, <laughs> I would like be at risk of like hitting the ceiling. I can't relate. <laughs> But it's also just really high up in general. It's kind of sketchy. Yeah. yeah. You're like at least like eight feet in the air, probably. So elevation. <laughs> Not used no. to it. <laughs> no. It also feels kind of wobbly, I don't know. Yeah. Not super safe. It feels very unsafe. Yeah. Because the mattress just moves around. Mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. But when I, when I pass out, I'm, I'm out. Like, sorry, like, I don't... <laughs> I don't think about these things when I'm playing them. You're like, if I fall off and die, I die. <laughs> I mean, yes. Let it happen. Let me go peacefully. Okay, so next segment, uh, next segment we're going to be talking about Inkigai, uh, which is basically a uh, definition. It is an overlap of passion, passion prof- uh, profession, vocation, and mission. So... I know Sora did not do the worksheet. But <laughs> Shannon, do you have a you have a chance to look at it? I looked at I didn't do the worksheet. I didn't do, I didn't do anything. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I didn't look at it. Yeah, I thought about it. Bro, any thoughts? Because I don't know about you, but like looking, if, did you look at like the questions below? It like the questions like stressed me out. I don't know why. Yeah, because I think it's it makes you analyze yourself, Bro. Way, which is a no one ever really loves analyzing themselves. Like. But. Um, it made me think a lot about there's a there's a Gandhi quote. It's like it's like happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony, which is basically this. I feel like. But I think one thing that I find interesting is he they take in the what do you get paid to do, which I find interesting because, like I guess, in many ways you could say like if you what you enjoy doing like what you love is somehow equal to what you get paid to do, I think that's not even work, honestly. Because that doesn't really become work. That's just, like, your passion. But it's, like, hard to find. For most people, they don't get to get paid to do what they love. True. They just have to, like, make it a hobby. Yeah. And then also, it's even harder if it's something that somehow benefits the world. Because, like, I could get paid to do something that might make a lot of money, but it might not necessarily be good for the world. Mm -hmm. Like, if I went to go work for oil and gas... (laughs) <laughs> like I, I would I would definitely not say that's bettering the world but True. okay so for our listeners out there this worksheet basically has you step by step kind of like okay said analyze yourself so like step one is to define but define what you're good at step two is to define what you enjoy doing so like interest 
step th- title of step three is like finding your passions, which is um, basically the overlap of step one and two, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know why, just like even just like skimming this again looks is so stressful to me. Like, like step six, what I get paid to do as a linguistics major. I don't know why, but thinking about that makes me so stressed out. Mm-hmm. Future is bleak, bro. Future is bleak. <laughs> I, like, keep thinking about just, like, the word ikigai in general because it's Japanese word, right? And the the ending, like, something gai, we use that a lot for a lot of different verbs. And ikiru just means to live. So, like, ikigai, if you say something has ikigai, it literally means, like, it's worth living or kind of like if you like an example would be um maybe you're like maybe you like didn't want to go to something like some event but then you went and it actually turned out kind of fun you would say um means like to come like or to go somewhere and then guy is like it was worth it so it's basically saying like oh like i'm glad i came here it was worth coming here like it was rewarding it was fun it was good the stuff like that mm. so it's like ikigai it like doesn't really have an English equivalent, but it'd be like what's rewarding and what's worth living for. Right. Yeah. Could you say it's like purpose? I guess in English it'd be like, oh like it's my purpose, but that's it's not really just purpose. It's more like um so if something has ikigai, it's like it's rewarding to you and it's worth it to you. It's not necessarily like I feel like purpose can be like also evaluated by other people yeah like how useful something is but um it's it's more of like a personal thing like if you think it has a QI then it does and I talked I talked about this I think in the episode the other episode stories in about like how much I hate the phrase like finding your passion finding like your purpose or whatever just because it's like I don't know it has like just like such a good like yeah yeah I'm trying to put in the words. Same vibe as like American college or high school system where you like have to figure out what you want to do already. Yeah. That kind of stuff where it's like it's like you have to have Yeah, you have to find an answer and be like, like, Oh, I don't yeah. I don't know yet. It's like not an accessible answer. And it's like yeah. one, okay, what well, why? It's like I'm like twenty one, like chill. Mm-hmm. Like second of all, it's like I think when we idealize it, it's like oh it's it's like with much more like romantic thoughts than like maybe the reality is. Mm. And it's just like yeah. and also just like a lot of people's passions and purposes like we've said like aren't they don't overlap all the time like what I do is may not be like my passion but and but maybe my purpose but like you know what I mean just <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah growing up yeah 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 gross <clears throat> now I have to answer like in seriousness oh what are you gonna do next year yeah gross gross it's real gross. And then I go, oh, you know, grad school. And then I'm like, oh, like, then they... What about after that? And I'm like, you know what? I have, like, what, like, what's it, like, four to six years of grad school. Which is upsetting in its own right, but... Um. <laughs> More education. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll go outside the U.S. We'll see. Yeah. Me planning to yeet to Japan after undergrad. <laughs> so, before we wrap up, there's one last... There are a couple last questions. So, what are you going to do to uh, promote resilience within yourself? <laughs> Sorry, it's like, that's a good question. <laughs> promote resilience within myself. 
not pull a freshman spring semester again and not drop all my classes. Because now I'm not doing things I hate, so I can be more resilient to workload. <laughs> Yay! I much I much rather prefer practicing Chinese characters over doing chemistry questions. That's fair. So I'm more likely to be resilient. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Heavy workloads. Um, I think. I think this is a common theme around campus, but then it might also just be because, particularly to us, because we're seniors now. I feel like self-care, but then also the form of self-care where like, you spend time with like doing what you enjoy or like like small things like, I don't know, like I, I will take that extra moment to like stay on campus or like continue my conversation with like people at like in the comments or something. Because if I was just, if I continue doing like things that I might have done like freshman year, it's like I might have been doing it for some external reason, like not for like my happiness. But I might have been doing it for maybe for like the point on my resume or something. I feel like if I continue doing like things I don't enjoy, I'm not gonna have the resilience to do things that I like eventually when something comes up that I do want to enjoy it. Sure. I'm not gonna want to. So I feel like I also don't have like we really don't have that much time left. Bro, don't say that. <laughs> I say like we're dying, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like it's just valuing your time. Prioritizing like, you know, the things you care about. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. You still got time. You're chill. I feel so old already. Bro, you're oh. only a sophomore. And, okay, I, I've somehow managed to work this in every, into every single podcast that I have recorded so far, but the sophomore's just overgrown to freshman. You have, like, plenty of time. I know, but, like, I, I feel so, like, jaded and burnt out already. Like, I see the freshman, I'm like, wow, how do they have so much energy? And, like, even other sophomores, I'm like, how do you have so much energy? <laughs> just the... Just that one freshman Chinese class. <laughs> so, just, oh, so much people are so excited. I don't know how to do that. I'm like, I'm excited to be, like, kind of back, you know? True. It's a good vibe. Like, excited for genuine human interaction. I'm excited for more NPR practices. Me because too. that vibe was, it was fun. I agree. Surprisingly, I'm excited about the surgeries. Can't relate. <laughs> I have I have a meal plan now. It's pretty yeah. good. Because it's okay, I have a meal plan too, but I'm just like better since last. It's just I mean like the survey is like it's equivalent to like what we were eating freshman year, I think. Uh, which I which like I enjoyed. But Okay, maybe like, are you eating at like, West or like I've eaten at Siebel a couple times. <laughs> eaten at West a couple times. Siebel is so like God, the other day like Sora and I before basic were like, Oh like let's grab dinner on campus. We were both like so hungry and then we got our food. Girl, I got our food. It was like okay, it was so nostalgic because it's classic Siebel, but it was also classic Siebel. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone gets sick of their own home summary, usually. Yeah, I haven't eaten at Siebel since, like, just sophomore year. But they're still serving kind of like similar things. Because I feel like Wes is still serving nearly the same things. As Siebel? No, no, I mean, like, when we were, you know, two years ago. Wait, is, is Wes doing cinnamon roll Wednesdays or whatever? I am not sure. Because I, I just wanna, I want to get one one last one before I graduate. I just remember being a senior in high school, like after being accepted to Rice and hearing about like all these people talk about oh like you know Rice servers are so amazing. There's pho some places. There's boba. I'm like oh wow that sounds really nice. Yeah, sounded really nice. Well, <laughs> those might come back. Maybe it's, the boba could come back. Isn't East West back? East West. They're not open yet. 
I feel like they probably they were kind of back last semester. Like they only they were like every Tuesdays and Thursdays seven yeah. to nine, which was like exactly basic practice. So I never went. That's how it was like our freshman year because like I think sophomore year they expanded hours to like majority of the week. Yeah. But like it used to just be during basic practice. But the surveys, I think it's pretty all right right now. I mean, they all serve something different. For it's because they're trying to impress the freshmen. Yeah. And the but they like, you can you serve yourself now. I guess, yeah, it's good. But the but the panini press at Seawall's not bad. Well, I just want to try the pancakes. Go north. Oh, oh, yeah, I haven't tried those pancakes either. The automatic ones. So good. You know what? They should also get the waffle makers. The ones they have at like the hotels in Texas. The ones that are like Texas shaped. We have more at West. I'm sure. I think we had. We might have used to have you them at Seawall. Oh my god, I've been craving waffles for so long. Oh my god, please! I haven't had lunch. Yet. I was about to resort <laughs> to like asking my friend to take me to IHOP. <laughs> like that's how bad <laughs> I was craving. Whatever, dude. Food. Okay. So before I wrap this up, we have one last segment to go through, and that is, you know, what's good. What? <laughs> Let's see. What's good. What's good. Um, <laughs> Let me explain what's good for Chan because he looks particularly confused. Uh, <laughs> so what what's good? Like, no, what's good in the world? What's good with you? It's whatever. It's just sharing good news, basically, is what this is. We got a high-low, but, like, just the high. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about your lows. Uh, no. no, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like high-lows. Okay. What's good? It doesn't have to be, like, uh, for um, It doesn't have to be necessarily something that pertains to you. Okay. What am I happy about at the moment? Chan's like, nothing. Um... I, I'm, I'm just happy, I'm happy to like kind of be back on campus, I guess, and like see people that like I hadn't actually seen since like sophomore year, like <laughs> sophomore year, you know, like a lot of the, a lot of the random people at Duncan, like in, even in my year, like I just hadn't seen them since. And it's like nice running into them, like, oh, like, how, like, how have you been? It's just like, yeah, things like that. Or just like watching the people who like were on campus last year, like the since I was, like, you know, around more sophomores, yeah, spring semester, just, like, watching people, I kind of, like, come out of, like, the hermit shell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the comments. <laughs> and, I mean, it's also, like, yeah, I know, I know we're wearing masks right now, but, like, we don't have to outside. And it's also, like, it makes a difference being able to, like, see other people's facial expressions, mm-hmm. you know? And not just stare at their eyes. Yeah. Or sometimes their nose that they're not wearing <laughs> properly. Okay, you know what's you know what's good? What's good? Cereal. Specifically, <laughs> I really love Fruit Loops and I've loved them since I was little. But I distinctly remember this and I know I didn't just this it wasn't just like a fever dream because I also Googled it and it showed up. But when I was little, I was obsessed with the Fruit Loop straws. And I'm so sad oh. that they don't sell they don't make those anymore. What? Really? They don't. Not since not for like years. They haven't made. I'm so sad. I was like, man, I should buy those again sometime. You know, like relive my childhood. But nope, all gone. Is that your favorite cereal? I love. Yes, I love Fruit Loops. I don't even. I think some of the other stories have like Fruit Loops instead. Like. (sighs) Yeah, there's Fruit Loops at West. I I think. Is there? Are there? I I feel like I've seen it. Damn, we should have gone to West for cereal. (laughs) (laughs) I love Fruit Loops. Yeah, that's what's good. Nice. Fruit Loops. Um, I know only like two people listen to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe one day I will make a podcast and become so famous that whoever is in charge of Fruit Loops <laughs> will bring back the Fruit Loops straws. <laughs> Please. Please sponsor me. Please. I will I will buy so many boxes, I promise. It will be worth it. What's good with you? Oh. Um 
Man, I had the same problem. But last time I was asked what's good. Oh, I thought you were talking about the same problem with the Fruit Loops straws. <laughs> no, my mom didn't let me eat like cereal as a kid. Very, very high in sugar, usually. Yeah. Depending exactly. on which one you eat. Exactly. So I only, the only one I got to eat was like Cheerios. Mm. And then I got to university and I was like, oh, there are other cereals? I was obsessed with the Barbie cereal. It's literally just like Lucky Charms, except all the marshmallows are Barbie themed. I was a very happy child. What's good? Um, God, I wish I wish I knew what's good. I think. You know what? Planning to get a sweep is good. Like a uniform effort. Because mm-hmm. like you know, Sid started was like supposedly doing time trials yesterday for biking already. And I know, like, McMurtry and Jones are, like, more intense about it. And you know what? We need a full rest needs to sweep. And I, my roommate and I started planning that. I kind of, like, not planning, like, how, uh, communication across, like, you know, the bareback captains that we know of so far. Um, I don't know. Planning is good. Mm. Sweeping is good. Something to look forward to. Yes. I hope nice. there's a normal bareback this year. Bareback is good. Good things are good. good I hope, I hope good. for their sake they have they get to have a beer bag. Our sake too, honestly. <laughs> She's like, I, uh, let's be real. I'm just, I'm just hoping it for me specifically. <laughs> yeah, I did nothing for beer bag last year. <laughs> Not me. It wasn't. Except being woken up by like ass crack at dawn. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> and then watching Baker get EMSed. Yeah, and then watching my a week advisor and all of his friends being half naked on the tables outside, and then being grossed out and going back to my room. I'm playing Minecraft. Minecraft was good too. Bro, not me, just like, bro, I had beer bike last year. <laughs> so real, yeah. real beer bike is good. Real beer bike is better. Hopefully, we can get that this year. Hopefully, it won't be a beer run just because of weather, because if it starts raining, they, it's a run instead of a mm. biking. Yeah. Yay for beer bike. Yay for beer bike. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. Sora Channing, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been episode 7 of Picking Up Goodbyes, the podcast. You can find other episodes on our YouTube channel as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Join me next week, we'll be talking about optimism.